Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We want to thank the Lord for his goodness and for his mercy toward us. We want to thank him for everything that he does for us. Amen. No matter what state of mind we're in, his love is constant. His grace is always there. His presence lives within us. Amen. Maybe you can't remember back to when Jesus didn't live inside your body. But if you can, even for a moment, I want you to thank him for the miraculous change that has taken place. Amen? Amen. Thank you. There's some people, after they were baptized, they said, wow, this is the best feeling I've ever had. Isn't that right, sir? So, We want to remember those times when God blessed us, even to allow us to feel his presence, to physically feel sensation of his presence with us. It's a blessing, amen? Amen. It's a blessing. So if you're still sleepy, just shake yourself a little because God's ready to start talking to us, amen? amen? And we always want to hear what God has to say. Amen. We must... Yeah, it does taste off, doesn't it? (laughs) But, uh, you know, saints, everything in life doesn't taste good. But when God is in it, it's good for us. When God is in it, it's good for us. I've had many circumstances and situations that left an unpleasant uh, taste, so to speak. But when God is in it, it works out for our good. And you say, well, how can this big mess work out for my good? Because God gets in it. That's what changes it. That's what changes everything. The very presence of our God. The very presence of God changes everything. You know, there are tags, there are car tags on people's cars that say prayer changes things. Well, that's part of the truth. Actually, the answers and the solutions to the prayers coming from the Godhead is what changes things. Amen? When God makes a decision and he executes his decision, that's what makes the difference. So in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, we come into agreement with the decisions, with the adjudications of the Godhead. We come into agreement with what God decides about the prayer request. You know, just coming into agreement with the prayer request isn't going to do enough. What we need to do, and this is what we do, we agree with God's decision concerning the prayer request. We come into agreement with God's adjudication concerning the prayer request. God makes a judgment 
we come into agreement with God's judgment, and thereby we come into agreement with God himself. Two cannot walk together lest they be agreed. Amen? Amos 3.3 teaches us that. And we come into agreement with the scriptures that pertain to the prayer request. We have two points of agreement, what God decides and his word. That's it. No more. Amen? Amen. We are thereby, as a result of doing this, our agreement is in accord with the will of God, not with our own thoughts, our own emotions, or our own feelings, but with the actual in truth will of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I I went through the uh, the prayer request, and I realized that there are still saints who don't understand this concept fully or have forgotten what they have heard. Our agreement is with what God decides to do about the prayer request. That would be the will of God. So we come into agreement with the will of God concerning the prayer request. We come into agreement with the scriptures that pertain to the prayer request. Amen? The prayer request itself belongs to God. It's his property. So we join hands with the Godhead and with the written word, and we're in sync with God. Amen? And thereby God's will is done. Praise the Lord. Amen. And for those of you that are still thinking about that, at your first convenience, recast the broadcast. Amen? Amen. God is working in our midst, saints. He's working not only to change us, but to change the circumstances of our lives and the world around us. God is always at work. He doesn't sleep. That's the liberty afforded to us that are in a mortal body. When Jesus Christ was on the earth, he went to sleep. He woke up. He went to sleep. He woke up just as we do. But he went home, and he's not asleep anymore. So you can contact him anytime, all the time. There's never a time that he is not available. Amen? He's there to hear, and he's there to speak. And sometimes I believe we forget that his speaking is what we need to hear. We're busy pouring out our hearts before him, and we ought to be. That we ought to do. But what he has to say is life-changing. Just one word from God can change your life forever. It's already happened to many of us. And God has some more words to give us because he wants to do some more changing. Amen? So we welcome the change. We welcome the change. It's the change we need. It's the change that makes us who God wants us to be. When he sent us into the earth, he had a plan. He had an idea. He knew what he wanted to do. And so 
we are moving in conjunction with God's original plan for us. Because you see, just because circumstances appear and Satan acts doesn't mean God abandons his plan. He just moves in another way to get it done. So if your life started out like mine in one direction, and one day it took a turn, and then another, and it just kept going, just keep following God. You'll end up where you're supposed to be. Jonah found that out one day. God told him to go preach to some people he couldn't stand. And I mean he could not stand them. They were uncivilized, heathens, idolaters. They didn't know anything about God's ways. They didn't really know their left hand from their right. And he just didn't want to be bothered with them. So he took a cruise. However, once you're out in God's ocean, you're on his turf. Amen? And Jonah discovered that because his shipmates ended up dumping him overboard where God had politely put a great fish. Now, you know, I was watching one of those um, educational channels one day, and they had this, they had this uh, documentary about whales. And they told me that whales are as long as a football field. Now, how many people can you fit arm to arm down a football field? That's a lot of people. But there wasn't but one of Jonah. He was rebellious. He was hard-headed. He was stiff-necked. He was stubborn. He was refute. He was trying to defy God. And as you see, he was not at all successful, which should tell us not to do that. Amen? It should tell us, let's not do what Jonah did, because you see the trouble it got him into. Amen? Let's try this obedience thing, even if it doesn't look very palatable. Amen? Amen? So, Jonah found out that what he needed was repentance. Yes, he discovered that. Once they threw him overboard, God wouldn't let him die. <laughs> Wasn't that a shock? He thought he was just going to drown and die. No, God had a better plan. And there was this one particular great fish that opened his mouth and swallowed him and began the process of indigestion. Now, isn't that lovely? Down in that great big fish's belly, mm, the smell must have been new perfume to him. Mm, with all that seaweed and all the other things he ate floating right along in there with him. And I believe somewhere along the line, Jonah's mind came to him. You know the Bible says God gives his people a sound mind. And it occurred to him that, number one, he was not going to get out of this alive if he didn't repent. And some of us, I dare say all of us, have come to the place from time to time that we realize that our situation is not going to improve. We're not going to get out of it 
God has us pinned in a corner, and we have to repent if we plan to survive. And some of us are in that case today. We're pinned in a corner. God got you just where you need to be so that you can realize the importance, the significance, the power of true repentance. Now, some of us have made some decisions in the past and presently that God is not altogether pleased with. And he expects better from us, not just because his word says so, but because the very seed of his nature, of his character and nature, lives in us. And he knows that we have potential for far more than what we're doing. And so he desires to bring that potential into kinetic living life. He wants it to bloom. We're supposed to be trees of righteousness, amen? So God allows certain situations. And in Jonah's case, he got this great big fish that happened to be hungry. And Jonah got to be part of his after-breakfast snack. But Jonah had to spend three days there. Three days? Yes, that's a long time to convince Jonah that he needed to repent, that he actually needed to do what God had told him to do. It was a good time for Jonah to think about while he was trying to catch his breath and all that gastric acid because, you know, those great big fish are mammals. Yes, they're mammals just like we are. And so he got plenty of opportunity in that unpleasant situation, that irritating, annoying, frustrating situation to reanalyze his own actions and beliefs. And sometimes, saints, we have to experience that too. It's not pleasant, but it brings about a better outcome in the end. If we yield to the Lord. So along that ride, while the great big fish was getting indigestion, trying to figure out, well, what is this? I've been eating all day, and I didn't get this feeling. You know, indigestion doesn't feel good. So it took three days, three whole days. That's a long time trying to hold up on God. Some of us have been holding up a little longer, and God is coming for our repentance today. He's coming for our repentance. He's given us something to do, and we just didn't do it. Amen? He gave us something to do, and we just don't see why we ought to do it, so we didn't do it. Amen? But God is not playing. God's not playing. You can't arm out-arm wrestle God. Take it from me. I, I tried it once. It didn't work. He sent me into a music store, and the name of the music store was Peaches. It was right on the corner from where I used to live at the time. And so 
I took my little hard head self right in there. And I wa- that was back when we had albums, you know, those big round discs of plastic that we used to put on, on, on the stereo and play music. And so I'm marching around the store, and I'm flipping through the album covers, and I walk past one, and my whole head turns, and my eyes focus on one album. And the title of the song was, Your Arms Are Not Long Enough to Box with God. To this day, I have not forgotten that moment. See, God can convict you in the grocery store, in the laundromat, anywhere you are and he is. He can convict you of your wrongdoing. And I clearly understood with my bad attitude that day what God was saying to me. You see, God corrects his children. He says, if he doesn't, you're not his. So whether you like his correction or not, he maintains parental authority and he exercises correction on all of his children without exception. So I decided to change my attitude that day, son. I I had to humble myself before I got to the grocery store, you know, Because God had just told me what for, and I got the point. And I know God has spoken to some of you, but you tried to push it aside. But you know God is so merciful. He'll come back with the next wave of conviction, and he'll keep trying you until you finally decide to see things his way. Amen? Jonah had that experience. Jonah had that experience. He had to smell the inside of that fish. The inside with everything else it swallowed. Until God sent the fish right off the shore of Nineveh. And guess what? God made that humongous fish that's as large as a football field vomit Jonah out. Now, for all who've experienced vomiting, you know it doesn't smell good at all. So you know how Jonah looked wrapped in seaweed and whatever else was down there, probably a few sea animals, and how he smelled. But nonetheless, However he was presented, he had to preach the gospel. (laughs) So, so much for you trying to avoid whatever it is God's been telling you to do. You're going to do it, or you're surely going to wish you had. And then you're going to do it. Amen? So let this be a lesson. Amen? I know some people's ears are burning. Because I had not planned to say any of this today. I haven't even done the usual greeting yet. But as soon as I stood here and it was time for my mouth to open, God started talking. And he's talking to you. Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. 
and you're going to do his will, or you're going to wish you had done it sooner. Amen. That's just the truth of the way it is. His word doesn't change, but you will. Amen. So it's best for us to leave off with our foolishness and become wise and decide to agree with God at the beginning and to ask him for grace to help us finish changing our attitude. Because, you know, it's our attitude that's usually getting in the way first. It's our thoughts, our old beliefs, and our attitudes. We just don't want to let go when God says it's time to grow up. Amen. Amen. So today, Father, we're repenting. Of our attitudes, our old belief system, our old ways, our stubbornness, our rebellion, our defiance. And we're asking you to forgive us because we know that we are wrong. We're asking you, Father, in your grace and in your mercy to wash us in the blood of Jesus. We're asking you, Lord, to help us to pull down those thoughts and those belief systems that keep us in sin, that keep us in rebellion, that pin us down to the mat of stubbornness, that keep us resisting what we know is right. Help us, Lord, to drop off our pride and our ego, and how we see things, and our opinion, and our self-righteousness. Help us to dump those things, Lord. They're getting us in trouble with you. So, Father, by your grace, we ask that you forgive each of us for everything that we didn't do right, everything that we're still rebelling about, every issue you keep bringing by us and we keep acting like we don't hear you because we don't really want to hear you. We ask you, Lord, to show us our own heart and reveal to us the wickedness and the evil that lurks therein. We ask you, Lord, to show us the truth about what's in our own heart that rebels against you and fights against you and keeps us from growing as you would desire. We come before you, Lord Jesus, surrendering all those things right now. We ask you to help us. We ask you, Father, to release your grace so that your children may walk in obedience and truth with you. We thank you that Jesus Christ paid the price for all of our sins, all of our wickedness, all of our evil, all of our vain imaginations, 
all of our rebellion and stubbornness and pride and defiance. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did not come down off the cross before it was finished. Because had you done so, we'd all be in hell. We want to thank you very much, sir, for that. So, Lord, today we repent. We don't just mean, oh, I'm sorry. No, Lord. It means we're ready to turn. We are ready to turn from our wicked ways. And we ask for your grace and your help that we might accomplish such in your power. Because it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by your spirit, Lord. Thank you for bringing us to the place that you would have us to be, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that every time we've been self-righteous, we repent. Every time we've judged someone or a situation wrongly, we repent. Every time we've had an opinion that wasn't your opinion, we repent. We repent of the words we have spoken and those that we have meditated upon that did not please you. It did not display your character in nature. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. And to set us in order with you, and we ask you to continue to reign over us. In Jesus' holy name. Now I'm going to give you a moment to talk to God yourself. Because surely you have something to say. Father, we thank you for the grace to change in Jesus' name. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. 
This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord, that your body was broken, that ours might be healed. Thank you, Lord. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So, Lord, we forgive all such that should be forgiven by us, especially ourselves. Amen. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep. That means dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. That's a precious promise. If we would but judge our own selves, not everybody else, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. We are disciplined by God. A good parent disciplines. A good parent won't neglect discipline. That we should not be condemned with the world. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Lord. Your correction is excellent. Amen. We welcome it with our whole heart because you want us to live pleasing to you. Jesus did, and we, you want us to as well. Heavenly Father, we desire to walk in integrity, not in our own opinion, but rather according to your righteousness. Father, we desire to closely follow your guidance in our lives by always choosing to do what is right. It is written, the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Lord, as you help us to be true to what we know is right, we will be able to walk in the integrity of our heart. For it is written, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And again it is written, that the soul 
be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. No knowledge and running to do the wrong thing. So as we endeavor to walk in integrity, we will allow the word of God to dwell in us richly in our wisdom. Whatever we do in word or in deed, we will do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to you, Father, by him. We realize that this is essential to personal integrity in our lives. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, keep our souls and deliver us. Let us not be ashamed, for we put our trust in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve us. Lord, we wait on you. Father, your word is true. Show us your ways, Lord, and teach us your path. Lead us in your truth and teach us. You are the God of our salvation, and we wait on you. Your word is truth, Father, and it guides us. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We will walk in the light of your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for upholding us in integrity. Amen. 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 You know, it's a blessing to have a clear conscience. It is. It's a blessing to know that when we pray, for somebody in the produce department, that there's nothing between us and God that would hinder that prayer. Amen? Amen. We should learn to live that way. It's a challenge. Oh, yes, it's a challenge. But we can do it anyway. We have the overcomer living in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, saints, we're all tempted to do things we know we really shouldn't do. But at that particular moment, you know, you're just kind of a little hot under the collar. Take a second and plead the blood of Jesus over your collar. It only takes a moment. Take a moment and ask for the blood on your hot collar. Amen? Amen. It can make the difference in your day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Take a moment. It only takes a moment to plead the blood of the shed blood of Jesus, to plead that blood over your hot collar when you're about to tell somebody what for. Because, you know, many times, even though you tell them, it won't change you. Amen. You know, it's like a basketball. They're supposed to be at the free throw line. That's what they call that. And they're trying to throw it in the hoop, but it bounces off instead of going in. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it's just not going to work no matter what you say, especially if it's your children. 
For some reason, they like to put up this shield. Oh, I don't want to hear that, Mom. I don't want to hear that, Dad. Sometimes you have to let God use another mouth, someone else, to approach that unapproachable one and let them say the same thing that you said. But then they received it because they've decided they've heard enough preaching from you. Well, forgive them and know that God is in control. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. I'll do just what you say. Heavenly Father, in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I greet the body of Christ and all heathen that are listening in that name. Amen. It is the name given under heaven that allows and opens the way for all of us who have been saved to be saved. That is the name. It's the name. Some people have all kinds of names on their luggage and on their personal effects, on their clothing and purses and so on, and on their shoes. But those aren't the names. There's the one name that can change your life forever. There's the one name that can bring you through the pearly gates of heaven. There's the one name that can truly heal your body, soul, and spirit. There's but one name that can revolutionize your life, the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name. If you forget all the other names, it's okay. Just don't forget his name. Don't ever forget his name. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we present our body that belong to you as a living sacrifice. We thank you for the armor of God that you provided for us to wear today. We wear it in love and humility. You are a shepherd and we shall not want. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you, Lord, that you are our God who healeth all of our diseases and by your stripes we are healed. We thank you, Lord, for a good disposition every day, for a pleasant outlook, for hallelujah anyhow. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah anyhow. I want to thank you, Father, for letting me see that little boy again, the one that I talked about one Sunday morning that came running out of the front door chasing his truck that was going down the driveway. And he only had his top half dressed, and the bottom half was missing what it needed. He forgot about those things. Evidently, he snuck out on somebody who was trying to dress him. But he got that truck. I saw him yesterday. 
He has a bigger automobile, shall we say. He has one of those motorized Jeep trucks now, and you can't tell him a thing. I want to thank you that he's still alive, that he's still in good health, and that now he's dressed. Amen. And we are dressed. We're dressed to look like Jesus. We're dressed in his armor. We're dressed and prepared to do his will. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. Yes, we do, Lord. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenly, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attack, and we return the attack onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watching, listening, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, and all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attack. We bind all Leviathan spirits, brainwashing and kundalini spirits, religious spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, and all of their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, sorcery devils, and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone, and whoredom spirits, and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the seducer, and the charmer, and their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons, and their attacks, all microwave attacks and debilitating sonic frequency attacks. We bind the work of every druid. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, binding all frequencies, including 5G, everything coming off the satellites, the cell towers, and through our devices, in Jesus' name. All electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, mm-hmm. EMP, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult. Thank you, Lord. We bind you. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the head 
of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes. We bind all stalking in Jesus' name. Pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind all Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Indian, African, European, Chinese, Japanese, Arabian, North American, South American, Latin American, Caribbean, black and white magic, wherever it comes from, global cabals, tribal groups, indigenous groups, Illuminati groups, Illuminati groups, Illuminati groups, all Illuminati attacks go back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. All Illuminati attacks go back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. All Illuminati attacks go back where they came from. In the name of Jesus Christ, we sequester those demons in Jesus' We turn you over to God, the Holy Spirit. He knows what to do with you. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in in all of our cultures. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, Impulsivity in Jesus' name. Rula la Dios, sende la brica de Dios, la de Dios, sende la brica de la brusa, la de Dios, sique. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. We bind every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. The Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. Amen. And we place them under the feet of Jesus. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, 
monitor, track, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, <coughs> defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. <clears throat> in Jesus' name, all the smells of sulfur that come from the lake of fire that burneth with brimstone, we send it right back against the attackers in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, we do. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender. Thank you for it. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All Ahab and Jezebel experienced and practices lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, and the king of pride in Jesus' name, and all of his agents. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, unyielding, deception, every form of rebellion, yes, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, and Baal in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind food and fecal and soulish sacrifices. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Atlas, Apollyon, Mammon, Colic, all gods and goddesses, Isis and Osiris, and all false deities in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. We bind Baphomet and his 72, and we chain them all with eternal chains in darkness and send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots. Psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and the works of the Demole and other associated organizations. In Jesus' holy name, we bind the brotherhood, the rituals the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power. You have given us your power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice 
and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to trend on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we disconnect ourselves and loose ourselves from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ and send it back where it came from in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Yes, we do. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our transportation and whatever means that that takes us through to get where we're going. We thank you that you've given us authority, dominion, and power over things on earth. We binding the demons, the animals, and any objects or poor driving habits that bring people into our path or push us into the path of others. We thank you for your protection. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons that come to attack us at night, especially when we're asleep and resting, trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We thank you, Lord, for punishing every demon that wakes your child out of sleep. We thank you for punishing every demon that awakes your child out of sleep in Jesus' name. We thank you for severely punishing every demon that brings dreams that are not of you in Jesus' holy name. We thank you. We pull out all fiery darts. Pins, voodoo pins, needles, spears, all witchcraft curses and everything sent by the evil one in Jesus' name. We bind the devils in the heavenly. Amen. We bind them and we cut and burn and destroy ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection, shields of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, globalists, shamans, nanotechnology, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. We break and destroy the power of love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, charms, spells, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, Psychic warfare, psychic powers, torment, pain, sickness, destruction, incense and candle burnings, incantations. Oh, hallelujah, all witchcraft. Candle burning, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sin. Everything the devil sent is going back. We return to him spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, 
and all such evil devils in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord protects your people day and night. And, Father, we release over the saints. We release over the saints of the Most High God the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We thank you. We give you praise. And everybody said amen, 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 amen. 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 Thank you for prosperity, Father. Thank you for our prosperity. Thank you for our prosperity. Thank you for our prosperity. Thank you for our prosperity, Father. Thank you for our prosperity. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for our prosperity, Father. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you for our prosperity in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, now, amen. Praise the Lord. You can go on and praise him for prosperity a little longer. Amen. It's a good thing to be prospered of God. It's a blessing. It's a wonderful blessing. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for our prosperity. Amen. Devil, you can't steal what God gives to us. It's ours. We're not going to let you steal anymore. And God's going to punish you if you try. Thank you. Well, now it's time to thank God for healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for healing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for healing. Thank you. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen.
that her children and her husband would have to carry her to the bathroom, to bathe her, to clothe her, and to feed her. Now, how does that feel? How would you feel if that was your everyday experience? The very children that you did these things for are now having to do them for you. It's a new level of humility, isn't it? One day, she was listening to a minister of the gospel preach on healing. Healing, yes. She later gave her testimony and told everyone that when she was taught on healing, when she received the word of God on healing, she received a supernatural healing in her body. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God that she heard the word of God on healing. Thank God that she believed the word of God. Thank God that she used the sword of the spirit by allowing the word of God to flow freely from her lips. See, her family didn't do that part. She did. Thank God that she acted on the word of God and is now walking with no pain. See, she didn't just hear it. She took it inside of her. She believed it. She held on to it more than her next breath. And she acted on it. And it changed her life forever. It will do the same for you. The word of God will do the same for you. You know there are some people in this congregation who need to be healed in their heart and in their emotions. But you see, they need to want to be healed. They need to want to be healed. If you just sit there day after day after day, and go through that same disappointing life-stealing circumstance in the back of your mind, that's not the way to be healed. At some point, we have to decide, I've had enough of living this way. Everyone has to come to the place that they say, okay, I've had enough of this. There must be a better way. Nobody can drag you to that place. You have to get there by yourself. People can sit down, your best friend can sit down and talk to you. But unless you take it in, it's just another conversation. You have to allow the words of truth to touch your heart. You have to decide, only you can decide to change your mind about how you've looked at that situation. You may have been a child when that happened, 
and you still have a child's point of view about the matter. And because you have not called on the Lord to bring you further, you don't see it any different. And so you have a hard time getting around that emotional mountain. But Jesus still tells us that if we speak to the mountain in faith believing and tell it where to go, it's got to get moving. There's nothing keeping you from operating in faith but you. Amen? You know, there are people who have had relational breakups, and so they've determined to just sit there and sulk about it for the rest of their lives. What a way when you can have joy and peace and exuberance and all that God gives to humans in this life. At some point, you've got to say to yourself, self, it's time to get over it. Self, it's time to go on. Self, it's time to put the past behind. Self, God has better for me. Let's go get it. I'm not going to sit here and sulk and pout and be moody and aggravated about the past. The past is over. I put it under the blood, and that's where it's going to stay. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Jesus has more for me, and I'm moving on. But you see, nobody can start that but you. I can stand here and give you this entire sermon, but unless you open your little heart and decide to let the word of God come in, it'll do you no good. It's up to you. It's your choice. Don't ever forget that you will receive the consequences, the outcome of your own decisions, whether they be good or whether they are not. So if you want to see brighter days, you need to change. And you need to change your own mind. You need to speak to yourself and say, self, you've had this attitude for too long. You've walked in this defeat for too long because things didn't work out the way you wanted them to and the way you thought they are. You're just going to sit down and have an attitude. Well, guess what? You'll be sitting there right by yourself, and the army of God will keep on marching on. If you plan to obtain all that God has given you in this life, you've got to get up off of yourself and decide, I'm going for it. Amen? You need to grab yourself and shake yourself and say, hey, that's over with. You got it? So this woman did just that. She acted on the word of God and is now walking with no pain. She could have listened to the message and just said, oh, they all sound about the same. But no, she didn't do that. She grabbed hold of that word with everything that was in her, and she wouldn't let go. And so now she's walking with no pain. Sickness and disease are not the will of God for his children. <clears throat> not even attitudinal diseases. 
You know, they try to give you a happy pill for that. You know, Prozac or one of them other ones. There's a million of them now. I remember I was in San Marco working um, for a company. And the man came in with his prescription for Prozac, and he wanted to know what it would do in his body. So I could have given him this long list, but I, I had another thought. So I went and found one of the package inserts, you know, with the writing, so the print so tiny that you need a microfine glass just to read it. And I handed it to him. I turned it and I folded it to the place where it said side effects. And he stood at the counter and read the whole thing. Then he looked up at me. This will do this to me? I said, yes, it might not do every single one of those things, but it's surely going to do some of them, and those effects may stay with you for a long time. Well, I'm not taking this. I said, really? He said, yes. I'm going back to tell that doctor I ain't never taking this. I said, okay, sir. Have a good day. That's right out the front door. You see, you have to decide when to get off the bandwagon. You have to decide. You know you've been depressed ever since your mother died, and you're on this drug and that drug, and it's been Xanax, it's been Ativan, it's been this one, that one, Effexor, and the other one. You know they just got you going from one to the other. You just keep cycling. Well, at some point, you're going to have to determine, okay, I've had enough of this crutch. I'm going to lean on Jesus. Some of you vape. Mm, you didn't think Pastor knew that. Some of you do some other things, and you know what they are. Some of you are too attached to the refrigerator, let's say it that way. But whatever your crutch is, I'm here to tell you, thank God for healing. Thank God for healing. You may have been limping on that crutch for a long time, but you and God can go to the place where you don't need your crutch anymore. Amen. God does not put sickness and disease on us to teach us a lesson either. Amen? Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. Yes, Jesus is real to me. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There are many references in the Bible where it is recorded that Jesus Christ went about healing all those who were sick and diseased. 
some of you have had sicknesses and diseases in your mind. Jesus heals those too. Just because they dropped you on your head when you were born doesn't mean Jesus can't fix it. You don't have to have a permanent type of concussion. He's the healer. You know, when a machine is broken, you can take it back to the one who made it, the one who created it and manufactured it and developed it. And that one knows how to fix it. Why? Because he's the one that made it. Amen. He's the one who made it. So, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. The Gospel of John. John that had his head resting on Jesus. When Jesus talking about somebody finna betray him. And he's asking, which one of them is it? Because he knew it wasn't him. John chapter 8, verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For, here it is, I do always. Those things that please him. Always things that please him. Well, since Jesus Christ always did those things which pleased his father, and he went about doing good, healing all who needed healing, even on the Sabbath, it is obvious and plain to see that if sickness and disease were actually God's will, why would Jesus Christ, the Son of God, work against the will of God? I'll say that again. Since Jesus Christ, as John 8, 29 tells us, always did those things which pleased his Father, and he went about doing good and healing those who needed healing, even on the Sabbath, it is obvious and plain to see that if sickness and disease were God's will for your life, why would Jesus Christ, the Son of God, work against the will of God? Can you answer that? If you have an answer, Write me at gproom at outlook.com and explain your belief using the scriptures of the King James Version of the Bible. I wait to hear from you. Amen? The Bible says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So explain this to me, too. Since God was with him, healing, doing good, casting out devils, how is it that it's the will of God for you to be oppressed 
sick and diseased. If not, if you walk in truth. Saints, there is nothing too serious for God to heal. There is nothing too serious for God to heal. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Behold, I am the the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God is asking you a question. You need to give him an answer. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Because, you know, in the back of some of our minds, we have this little idea that God can't do certain things. We, I don't know who put it there, but if you know where that, that um, cubby hole is in the back of your mind, take your finger and reach in and pull it out and throw it in the lake. You don't need to hold on to that. Amen. If you're having difficulty locating that cubby hole, Ask the Holy Spirit as he is your helper. Amen? Some of us have this idea, and it's linked to a spirit of unbelief, that there's certain things God can't do, but there is no truth in that at all. Amen. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Jeremiah, same chapter. Verse 17, amen. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out on. And there is nothing too hard for thee. There is nothing too hard for thee. Some of us need to memorize that. Amen. Do you believe this thing? Do you really believe it? You know, you can say that you believe it, but until it's really, 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 really down in your knower, you don't believe it yet. Don't worry. There'll be a test. Amen. Have you deposited this word in your heart? The Bible says if we do that, with that word down in us, we won't sin against it. Isn't that great? Psalm 34. Psalm 34, beginning with verse 17. Psalm 34, beginning with verse 17. Psalm 34. Beginning with verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their trouble. So if the Lord's delivered you out of five, and you still have two more, 
What are you giving up for? He's already said out of all of their troubles. The Lord is nigh or close unto them that are of a broken heart. Your heart is broken, the Lord is near. And save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Hmm. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He said it again. Verse 17, and delivereth him out of all their troubles. Verse 19, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So since all is what he said and all is what he meant, why are you giving up? <laughs> Verse 20, for all of you with these broken bones. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Amen. Amen. So, yes, Lord, we'll do that. First, go back up to verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no want, no want, no want, no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. That ought to put a smile on your face. Amen. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. See, you have to talk to yourself. You must say things to yourself that are important and pertinent. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He spoke to himself. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. So now if you've got a demon in you and you bless the Lord and you say, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You command that demon to bless Jesus, which he doesn't want to do. And if you insist and insist and insist, he's got to go. He's got to go. He doesn't want you telling him to bow before Jesus. And if you won't give up, he's got to go. Oh, I didn't know that, Pastor. Well, it's been on the page longer than I am on. Amen? You've got something in your body that ought not to be there. Have you ever told it that since it's within you, it has to bless his holy name? Have you ever just insisted on it? Well, I did it one day. I did it right over there, as a matter of fact. I was on crutches that Sunday. 
Brother Bill was hanging around. Pastor got up and preached about faith and healing. And so what most people do is they sit there and say, that was a nice sermon, Pastor Pat. That wasn't what I did. You got up. I sure did. I got up. She got up. And then that same part of my body where my ACL was torn, I made it do what it's supposed to do when it's healed. And I kept doing it. And I kept doing it. And Pastor Pat says, what are you doing? And I said, using my faith. You see, saints, you've got to act on the word of God. You've got to act on it. I commanded my body to do what God intends for it to do. I didn't sit there for a whole nother 30 minutes pondering all the scriptures she gave and everything she said. No, I received it in my soul, in my spirit. I let the word take over. Nobody had to come to me and say, sister, you might want to try this. No, they were still staring there looking in her mouth when I got up. when I was at work, and I was coming down with whatever it was that was going around, and I said, I'm not leaving work today. So I lay down on the floor and pounded my fist on the floor and said, by his stripes, I have been healed. By his stripes, I have been healed. By his stripes, I have been healed. The tech went over got the papers and the medicine and brought it to me. I checked it off and then went right back to by his stripes I have been healed. Well, I'm laying on the floor in a fetal position. And then they tell me that there are people who don't go to work because they don't feel like it. Let me tell you something. I've had many opportunities not to feel like it. But you see, when I give you my word that I'm coming to work, I'm showing up. I know there are a lot of people who don't believe in a work ethic, but I do. I've shown up to work on two crutches with a donut. It was a holiday. I could have easily called and said, well, Last night I was in the emergency room and I can't come today. No, with two crutches and a donut, I showed up to work anyway. Okay? Some people, they get the sniffle and won't come to church. I was taught as long as you can breathe and move and you're not in the hospital or in jail, get up and show up. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Thank you, Lord. 
who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, thank you, Lord, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. You know, there are times, saints, you need to take the scriptures and preach them to yourself. You need to preach the word to yourself. You need to command your soul to bless the Lord. I didn't say roll over and pull the covers over your head one more time. Sometimes you have to have a different disposition. You must command your soul to bless the Lord, whether you feel like it or whether you don't. I don't think Jesus actually felt like getting on the cross, but that didn't stop him from doing it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. It's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. You've been making deeds for the past two years. And you really do want to make a beat. But you know something? Until you believe that, you won't get it. Amen. You have to believe before you receive. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. You need an additional scholarship. You need some grant money to continue on your path. You haven't got the foggiest notion where else you could possibly apply. But the Bible says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's out there somewhere, and God knows where. But you're going to have to seek him to find it. You're going to have to ask. Amen? You're going to have to seek. You're going to have to knock. There's some parts of it you have to do. There's elbow grease in this kingdom. Amen? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. We all know this scripture. If 
my people, doesn't say a thing about the heathen. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, get off their own high horses, and pray, and seek my faith, and turn. That's what repentance is supposed to do. It's supposed to turn us from their wicked ways. See, it's not just, oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. No, it's the turn from their wicked ways. It's the turn. Then, after the turn, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's been working the whole time, and it will work for you too. Don't just give Jesus this lane, oh, I'm sorry now. No, do what he said do. Follow the instruction. You'll get the benefit. So, the Bible says, and they shall return even to the Lord, and he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. Hmm. Yes, they shall return even to the Lord, and he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. You know, some of us wander away even while we're in church and try to pretend that we did the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, James chapter 5, verse 16, James chapter 5, verse 16, confess your faults one to another. Whoa. I don't think he means to the cat or the dog. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It makes a difference, a big difference. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Yes, saints, it is God's will to heal you. Say to yourself, call yourself by your name. It is God's will to heal you. Okay, no, to heal you. You're talking to yourself, remember? Uh-huh, that's right. That's right. Call yourself by your name, Sabrina. It is God's will to heal you. Talk to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody to the Lord in your heart. That's what the scripture says. It says, talk to yourself. All right, let's start again. Say to yourself, it is God's will to heal you. It is written in Exodus 15, 26. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. 
book of Acts, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Praise God. You did very good on that. Now, saints, do you really believe this? That's good. One of the hindrances is that saints quote the scriptures, but they are not deeply convinced in their hearts of his word. Confessing the scriptures frequently is a good beginning, but believing them with all of your heart is far better. Oh, yes, that's the truth. Mm-hmm, that is the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. You have to believe this with all your heart. Not part of your brain, but all of your heart. That's right. Because that's part of loving God. When he told us that we had to love him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, that's part of it. Believing him is part of loving him. Mm, okay. I open her for you today. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you need faith, you need to be listening to the word of God coming out of your mouth as you're reading it or out of your player while you're listening to it. It needs to keep reseeding in your heart over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. So we encourage you to play the word wherever you are if you can. I play it all over my house, at one end and at the other end too. There's no place in my house that I can't hear the word of God. That's right. Even if the washer is going, I can hear. Amen. It's important to be able to hear. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus says, my word shall not pass away. When everything else falls away, his word will stand. I suggest you stand on his word. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. And we're beginning with verse 2, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The more you know about him, the more you should trust him. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Everything that we need for life and godliness, his power has given to us. His divine power has given it to us. 
through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us, here he is giving again, exceeding great and precious promises, exceeding great and precious promises. God's given us promises, and he keeps his word. But you got to do your part. He will not come do it for you. Amen? Amen. You see that lady? They didn't have to take her to the bathroom and brush her teeth anymore because she could do it. Why? Because she took hold of these exceeding great and precious promises and hung in there till she had the victory. You see? Well, here is another promise. Matthew chapter 8, and we're starting in verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, speaking of Jesus, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Well, whatever kind of leprosy you have to you happen to have, whether it's sexual leprosy, greed leprosy, lying leprosy, whatever kind of leprosy you happen to have, he can make you clean. He can make you clean deep down on the inside. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Be thou clean. Yes, I want you clean. You want to be clean? I want you clean. Inside and out. And immediately his leprosy was clean. All right, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion. This is a military man beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. Does Jesus want to heal? Does the Father want to heal? Does God the Holy Spirit want to heal? I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Just breathe, Jesus. That's all I need. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. This man had a revelation of who Jesus really was. He wasn't looking at his clothes to see if it was a designer label, because it wasn't. He got a revelation 
of who Jesus Christ really was. And he put it to work for his own benefit. You claim you know God. Use your revelation. Well, in verse 11, and I say unto you, that many shall come from the east of the, and the west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so there is a kingdom of heaven. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are already there. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. Hmm, that's not heaven. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said, in other words, he was telling them, you know, this is actually your inheritance, but if you don't appreciate it, you won't get it. And Jesus said unto the centurions, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, underline, and as thou hast believed, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. The believing comes first. The receiving comes next. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. The new 60 minutes. Verse 14, Jesus was come to Peter's house, and he saw his mother, his wife's mother, laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. She was waiting on him to come by. When he got there, she said, here it is. You understand? That's how it works. Verse 16, and when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his words and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So we get it, saints? God wants us here. He doesn't want you on that crutch forever. He doesn't want you on that crutch forever. So here in this passage, we view several events where God heals people. Since God is no respecter of persons, won't he heal you? Won't he? Won't he heal you? Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Peter said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short. It doesn't matter if you're a preemie or if you're aged. God is no respecter of persons. Amen? Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2, verse 11. 
for there is no respect of persons with God. But he's looking for your faith. So, for homework today, for homework today, after service, you are instructed to start a conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are instructed to start a conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are further instructed to explain to him in detail how is how it is that you know that he heals you. Let me give it to you again. You are instructed to start a conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are further instructed to explain in detail to him how it is that you know that he heals you. Everybody got that? All right, get ready, get ready, get ready. Your second assignment is, your second assignment is to learn these scriptures. Your second assignment is to learn these scriptures. You have until the end of this week to accomplish these two homework assignments. Are you ready? The scriptures are Romans chapter 10, verse 17. 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 Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. 3 John 2. 1 Corinthians 1124 1 Corinthians chapter 11 Oh heck I'm already here <laughs> verse 24 Amen Acts chapter 9 verse 34 Now let me give you the list again Romans chapter 10 verse 17 Exodus Chapter 15, verse 26, 3 John 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, and Acts chapter 9, verse 34. Praise the Lord. Now, there everyone needs to confess the word of God out of our mouths on a regular basis. So, I'm going to read this to you, and you'll need to decide if you're going to use this as your confession. Amen? Let all of us confess that we may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. With one mind and one mouth glorify God. I declare 
that I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I possess a calm, well-balanced mind. I possess a calm, well-balanced mind with discipline and self-control. Fear cannot torment me. I choose to walk by faith instead of by my feelings and emotions. I choose to live by faith instead of my own ideas. I choose to live by faith instead of being moved by the circumstances. I have chosen to walk by faith, not by sight. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Father, your word says that you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Therefore, I believe I am healed and delivered from sickness and disease and destruction. I walk and live in health as Jesus has prospered me on Calvary. My mind is alert. My body is strong. I live in overcoming faith. Any germ, bacteria, or disease which touches my body, I command it to die in Jesus' name because I am covered by the precious blood of Christ. Father, I thank you that Jesus already bore my sickness, disease, affliction, plagues, and infirmities in his own body on the tree, and by his stripes I have been healed. I thank you, Father, that no plague comes near my body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, no sickness or disease shall overtake me or lay hold on me. I live and walk in complete health and wholeness, and by the blood strikes of Jesus, I am healed and made whole. Amen. Amen. I know you're going to write me and say, Pastor, could you post that? I know you. I know you. (laughs) That was Brother Bill, (laughs) y'all. All right. Rise for the benediction. Amen. Rise for the benediction. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I strongly suggest that you recast the broadcast and let the word sink into you. You know how they spend all this money to go to these spas and they they get in the sauna or in the bath and they soak and let it soak into them. Let the word soak into you, saints. Amen. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. 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 Pastor loves you. Recast, amen. Recast.
cast and be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen.